Welcome to Janolaism. I am your host, Jasmine Nola, and this is my podcast where I say what I want and I keep it real. I discuss celeb gossip, reality TV, and everything I'm going through weekly. While I talk, I'm usually sipping my drink of choice. Now, that would have been my intro probably three years ago, but things have changed, and we are adding a new segment called Realish. This is going to be where I'm either talking about serious topics going on in the world or interviewing someone about a certain topic, whether it be race in America, becoming a mother, a business owner, so on, so on. You get it. I'm going to have a different guest every week. They're usually my friends or my family and sometimes literally a total stranger. So sit back and enjoy. This is my advice, my opinion, and as you all know, you can either take it or leave it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Jane Nolaism. This is going to be such a good episode because I think it probably is one of our first episodes in a long time where I'm ripping it like straight from the headlines. It's only like buzz of the week right now. I have no guest. So it's going to be really good. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, the Jane Nolaism Instagram, then you probably saw some of the topics um, posted on my story. I kind of gave a little bit of insight of what I thought, but. On here is where we like really dive in and dive deep. So I'm excited to do that. I might ramble on. If you're new here, that's my thing. If you're not new here, you're used to it. You love my rambling because that's why you come here, right? For me to just talk and then go off on tangents. So welcome and here we go. So for the first one, I mean... I feel like we should just, this week, before I even dig in, let me just say, it's only Tuesday, and I kind of took a break on Saturday, I didn't really post anything, but like Sunday was berserk, I feel like I had so many stories, last week was really crazy, but it's only Tuesday, and I feel like the headlines are insane, I'm gonna try to keep it short, because I feel like it's better that way, so I don't have a I don't have a lot of topics, but the topics I have have a lot of growth to it, so we're going to talk about them for a really long time. Let's start with something I posted it I posted it yesterday and I said I wasn't even going to discuss it on the Instagram story that you could just wait to hear me rant. So let's start with that first. Let's get the rant out the way. Rachel Lindsay. So if you listened back, I believe it was 2 episodes ago or yeah, two episodes ago, I had the Undateable Girls on, love them, and we discussed the issue with the Bachelor franchise, what's been going on with Rachel Carcano, Matt James, and just this whole season, the 25th season has just really been a mess. I mean, the Bachelor franchise has always had issues, like, I mean, from the first season. It just has. So this, I don't think this is a shock to anyone, but yet here we are. We're still talking about, and I'm, I'll be honest, I'm actually sick of talking about The Bachelor. Like I really sat here before recording and thought like, do I even want to talk about this anymore? But I have to. So let's just, let's just jump in. So if you don't know, I'm going to give you a very quick backstory. This summer, you know, The Bachelor kind of got a lot of crap because obviously we were dealing with George Floyd's passing and Black Lives Matter movement, which wasn't new this summer, but it kind of came back and was like the protests were bigger than ever. And people were just really calling out 
just ignorance and stuff that shouldn't be tolerated. And the fact that the Bachelor franchise has only had only one black lead, which was Rachel Lindsay, and she was a bachelorette, but they have yet to have a male bachelor. So they dug into the bottom of the barrel and they gave us Matt James because Matt James literally has nothing to do with Bachelor Nation. He's just friends with Tyler James, who was on Hannah Brown season, which I didn't even watch. So they pull out Matt James to kind of shut us all up so we can say that they're not racist. But then all they do is cast mixed women they either casted white women or mixed women on his entire season. There were a few black women on there. Um, there was a good amount. There was the most black women that has ever been on before, which was amazing to see. And they were all amazing and beautiful in the outside and the inside. It was great. But obviously a lot of them didn't make it far. The women that did make it far were more of like the mixed women who were either black, who were half black and half something else. Um, and then the lead the the one white woman lead who was Rachel Kirkconnell, who it came out that back in 2018 in college, she attended a party that was an old South antebellum party, which is just a mess and racism is embedded into that. Um, and from that, you know, someone on TikTok found it. They posted it. They also found out like where her parents I mean, who, um, they found it, yeah, they found out who her parents voted for, they found out they were Republicans, they were Trump supporters, all this thing. So all of this comes out, and then Chris Harrison goes on to speak to Rachel Lindsay about it on Extra TV, because she works for them now, and she's amazing, I love this journey for her, but he basically defended Rachel Kirkconnell and said that it is... His words exactly were, was it a bad, was it a bad look in 2018 or is it just a bad look now? And Rachel Lindsay responds, it, it's always been a bad look. Like, I'm sorry, racism is like not something that's new. It's just something that I think white people aren't used to being called out on. So he kind of was like sticking up and offended that anyone was upset by this and that we should all just take it on the chin. Okay, now, was it a party that I'm sure a lot of people that are in sororities have gone to? A hundred percent. Do I think that this Rachel Kirkconnell is the worst person in the world because she's gone to this? No, I'm sure a lot of people have gone to themed parties that are inexcusable now and should have been then. But for some reason, we were just all letting things f go under the sweep on we were sweeping it under the rug, and we didn't care. And that's why we that's why we we are where we are right now. So now let's get to today where because Chris Harrison from going on to speak to Rachel Lindsay on extra has now taken a step back from the show. Um, Everyone's in Upward Bachelor Nation, White Bachelor Nation is very upset and they harassed Rachel Lindsay and she actually had to delete her Instagram. So she has disabled her Instagram because she has been harassed. So if you don't believe it, I'm going to read some of the comments really quickly. Give me a second to pull it up. Where is it? I think it was E! News that posted. Yep. 
E! News posted an image of Rachel because the executive producers of the Bachelor franchise came out and said, we would like to make it perfectly clear that any harassment directed towards Rachel Lindsay in the aftermath of her interview with Chris Harrison is completely inexcusable. Again, ever since Chris stepped down, everyone has been blaming Rachel, saying it's her fault she got him fired. And they've literally been bullying this woman because Chris Harrison stuck up for something that was racist. Hmm. So the Bachelor Nation is upset with a black woman for calling out um, a cis white man for excusing racism, but they're not mad at the white man. Hmm. Makes you think. So I'm going to read you some of the comments on this E! News post. All Rachel does is bully people. Boo hoo. Every time Rachel speaks, it's something negative and derogatory. She doesn't promote positivity. She's always tearing someone or something down. That's not true. She calls out racism. But it's okay that she has basically ruined lives of every Bachelor, Bachelorette contestant and Chris Harrison with what she does, with all her spewing of her opinions, etc. Hey, if you can't take the heat. <sighs> the f oh, wait, no, this is a good one, but I'll read it because it's like, the only good one I've seen. The fact that people are harassing her and not the actual guy who defended racism says so much. Shows you how much people love Chris Harrison. You guys should keep that in mind. Yeah, you guys would rather look at Chris Harrison's Botoxed face over understanding what the real issue here is. What happened to freedom of speech and being able to voice an opinion without the worry of getting called out? Something happened and now nothing is right and everything is wrong. What? It's just insane. So does this apply to the harassment against Rachel Kirkconnell and Chris Harrison also? Or, hmm, so let me, I'm going to stop on that one. No. I don't think anyone should be getting harassed on Instagram. I don't. I don't think Rachel Corcano should. And I don't think Chris Harrison should. But doesn't it prove that even though they both did, well, Rachel did something, Rachel Corcano did something in 2018 that showed racism. And she's not getting enough hate that she feels she has to disable her Instagram. Chris Harrison defended racism and Rachel Kirkconnell, and he still is not getting enough comments and DMs to make him want to disable his Instagram. All Rachel Lindsay did was call it out. Call out that Rachel Kirkconnell, she literally said she's not a bad person, but this is something that she did, and it shouldn't have been done. It is bad. And then, basically, Chris Harrison defends it to Rachel, and Defends Rachel Kirkconnell to Rachel Lindsay and basically said to Rachel, I don't know, you tell me, is it racist? To say that to a black woman is so disrespectful and so rude. And yet both of these people, Rachel Kirkconnell and Chris Harrison, I'm getting sick of saying these names already, but both of these people have not disabled their Instagrams. But Rachel Lindsay has literally been harassed so much that she has had to. She can't, she's not okay. And I appreciate Bachelor Nation and the executive producers of the franchise for speaking out. 
But this speaks so much to the community that they have influenced and started. Do you see that the, the people that are commenting on Rachel Lindsay's posts are people that love your show, your biggest supporters, your biggest fans, because of what you've shown them on TV? Because we have had no diversity on the show that as soon as someone calls it out or calls something calls something out that's wrong, they attack because they don't think that it's right. And I really, I don't get it. What I have loved that I've seen because, you know, I get it. You know, you have this following and it takes, I appreciate these Bachelor Nation stars that have come out to speak like Jojo Fletcher, Becca Kufrin, um, I never get Caitlyn's last name right, Caitlyn Bristow, I think it's that, um, but I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, Becca, who is actually Rachel Lindsay's co-host on their podcast together says, I've said this privately, but I'll say it publicly as well because it's an important issue that needs to be addressed. So Rachel Lindsay, I love you. I stand by you. I support you in whatever way, shape, or form that's needed. Jojo Fletcher, Jojo Fletcher said, hearing that Rachel Lindsay had to deactivate her account because of the horrible bullying taking place is awful and unacceptable. I Chris Harrison also has yet to say anything. Like, he's silent. Which means, I mean, I get it, maybe you're on contract, maybe you're not allowed to say anything, but like... The fact that you posted this whole thing after being called out for what you did with Rachel on the extra TV interview and you posted two apologies that you probably didn't write, but whatever, and to not say anything about the bullying that's happening to Rachel is actually insane to me. So before I say that, though, before I put my foot in my mouth, I want to check his Instagram. Nope, nothing just about himself, about apologizing to Bachelor Nation family for his mistake that he made about supporting Rachel Kirkconnell, even though I call her Rachel Kirkland. Um, I think, this is what I feel. I think the Bachelor franchise needs to stop. We need to shut down. We need to take a hard pause, a halt, and regroup, reevaluate. We need to start with production, um, from production, we need to go up to the the top, the executives. We need to change that up. I'm sure that room isn't doesn't have any diversity. We need to shake that up. Then we need to go back down to casting. We need to shake that up a little bit, and then maybe we can come back. I don't think we need a season 26 right now. I don't think we need to be um, moving quickly to try to find a replacement for Chris Harrison. That's not what this is about. I don't need a Band-Aid on the issue. I need you to change for the better. And sometimes that takes time. That takes learning. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. And I feel like that's what they've done here with After the Final Rose. They gave us Emmanuel. I don't want to get his name wrong, his last name wrong. So Emmanuel Acho is going to be hosting after the final rose. Am I very happy for this black man? Yes, I am. Do I feel like he was picked with an agenda? Yes, I do. And that's why it's not believable. It's the same reason they picked Matt. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's such BS. It's not real and it's not authentic. So like you picked Matt one because he was half white, half black and doesn't even really know much about his black culture because he was raised by a white woman. Um, he obviously hates his black father. He makes that very clear, which I think he views as the whole black community. So he should seek therapy on that. Um, so you threw us Matt James, who was the safe option to do, because why couldn't we have Mike Johnson, who everyone wanted, actually, and who has history with the Bachelor franchise? Why was why did you go all the way to Matt James, who no one knew? Exactly. And then Emmanuel Acho, who, I mean, since the George Floyd and the summer has happened and Black Lives Matter. I feel like he is a safe choice. I think he's a great choice because I understand um, that he can have these hard conversations. But it does always feel... I went back and watched some of his YouTube um, videos. And he has something that's called... What is it? Um, difficult Conversations with a Black Man or something. With the African American Man. I might be saying that wrong. But it's something like that, like conversations with Emmanuel Acho. Uncomfortable conversations with a black man. He has a book. And then on top of that, he was doing a YouTube page during the summer. He did uh, YouTube videos during the summer where he did it with police officers. Um, he did it with um, Chip and Joanna Gaines. So I feel like he takes the time to sit and explain why racism is wrong to white people. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but also like that's not his job. That's not my job. So I feel like that's why he was picked because he obviously has the patience, which I understand you should. But it, like I said, it's a safe choice. I don't think it's someone who's really going to call somebody out on anything, especially on ABC. And I was DMing with um, someone that was actually on The Bachelor. I won't call him out. I won't say his name. But he did make a really good point that he wonders how much of what Emmanuel actually says during filming is cut and produced. Like how much they are going to produce what he says. Like he might be saying one thing, but how much they will spin it and make it something else. And that is also true. Like he might go there, he might go into the taping with really good intentions and then he comes off like he's really being safe with Rachel Rachel Carcano and not really like making her understand what the issue is. Also, did anybody watch her Instagram video with Matt James holding the cue cards in the back? I didn't see him holding the cue cards in the back, but it seemed pretty much like that's what he was doing. So yeah, that was cool. Okay. There's more Bachelor shit and I just... Let's, let's go through it really quickly. Taylor Nolan. If you don't remember Taylor, that's okay. Not most people do. Taylor was on Nick Vale season. She was, what was the word she used? Emotionally in, emotionally intelligent or, or something like that where she came for Corinne because she took a nap. So basically, ever since Chris Harrison came out, Taylor has been posting all this stuff about why Chris Harrison is so wrong, that racism didn't just start in 2018 or 2021, like it's been a problem. She's just like really been using her voice for social justice and everyone has really kind of like been posting her a lot more and really been uplifting her and she's been doing a lot of IGTVs and things like that, With especially with all of the Rachel um, Carcano stuff. But this week, 
some tweets came out about Rachel. And if I can find them. Caitlin Bristow said she was shocked and disgusted. It That it really hurt her and it made her stomach ache. I agree. The tweets. Okay, so here is. I'm going to find the tweets. But here is the statement from Taylor. She apologizes in a 30 minute video. Uh, my tweets from 10 years ago are shitty, they suck, they were wrong, and they were hurtful. I want to be clear that they don't take away from the work I do today. They are literally how I got here, how I got here to doing this work. I hope you, hmm, I hope you consider giving me some grace. You push so hard for white bachelor alumni to receive for things that they have in the recent past or present time said and done that were harmful for the work that I've been doing the last 10 years and currently to unpack internalizing racism and fight against things like fat homophobia and white supremacy. I wish I could find her tweets. Basically, there were some believe there were some Asian slurs in there. There were some fat jokes. Um, I'm trying to see what else there was. It was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. I just got to find them. Somebody sent them to me. Maybe she sent them to me on my personal Instagram. But basically, let me say this. Taylor, Taylor, let me tell you where you went wrong. What you should have done is you knew about these tweets. You did. You knew about these tweets and you decided to come out and speak up about racial injustice and why this is wrong and why this is right. Before you did all that, what you should have done is you should have called yourself out because you knew people were going to find this. You knew it. You knew that someone was going to dig up this dirt the same way they dug it up on Rachel. No one is safe on the internet. No one. No one in their right mind is safe. And I don't know why no one gets this. Can I find the tweets? Let's see. Ugh, hashtag Taylor Nolan's a racist. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. I'm trying to find the tweets. Did I find them? No. People don't even really have them up anymore. Okay. I guess they don't care. Ugh. I can't find them, but basically, they just know they were bad. If you can find them, oh, here they are. Black girls have a problem with staring. Hashtag stop staring. Yelling, shut the fuck up to loud ass black people in the lounge. I'm guessing this is when she was in college. Yeah, this was 2011. I really just need all the black people to leave. Yikes. Hashtag Asian problems aren't shit. They get red when they're drunk. They have small penises. They get made fun of for being smart. It's hard to see. She had to be like drunk doing some of this, huh? Ginger kids do have something to be thankful for. Pedophiles don't like them. Awkward. That's bad. These are all bad. That awkward moment when a really unattractive girl you've never met that goes to your school asks you where the parties are at tonight. I'm going to delete my Twitter. Yeah. I don't know what I've said. I'm going to be honest. You know what? And this is why it's not that I'm not about cancel culture. 
because I understand it. And some people do need to be canceled, but some people need to be held accountable. And this phone needs to be held accountable. This was wrong. This is some bad stuff. But 2011, she was in college. So I think the same way everyone was saying, oh, was this a bad thing in 2018? I get where she's coming from when she says, please give me the same grace that you wanted to give, you know, the white contestants or you wanted to give Chris Harrison and you wanted to give Rachel Kirkconnell because you were saying that in 2018, which wasn't that long ago, that Rachel was in college. She couldn't know better. She was young. Well, in 2011, it's obvious that Taylor was much younger than this. Is it bad? A hundred percent. Should she be held accountable? A hundred percent. But this is the issue that I think people have. We pick and choose who is in, who gets to, how people get dealt with. And, and everyone should be held on the same level. Wrong is wrong. Whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're yellow, whether you're purple, wrong is wrong. Taylor Nolan is wrong and she needs to be handled accordingly. Um, she needs to apologize. She needs to take ownership and she needs to explain how she got from 2011 Taylor to 2021 Taylor. Now, that is a very big gap and like someone can really grow in 10 years. So I understand that. But I feel like where Taylor messed up is when she was talking about Chris Harrison, when she was talking about Rachel Carcano, she should have used this. She should have said like, you know, back in when I was in college, I know I did stupid stuff, but I learned from it. And all we can do is hope that Rachel Carcano has learned from this. Like instead of bashing when you know you have secrets is wrong. Like I'm not going to lie. I had a photo on my, I'm just going to keep it real because that's what I do. I had a photo on my, Inst not my Instagram, on my Facebook from high school. And I'm black. I'm a minority, mind you. I only had white friends in high school, though. So not only, but like my core group of girls were white girls. And I am 25% Asian, for those of you that don't know. But I also don't know anything about my Asian heritage. Like, it's just in my blood, but I don't walk around. Like, I'm, when I walk, if you ask me what I am, I'm just black. But, you know, in my blood, in my blood, in my veins, I'm 25%. I took a photo with a white friend. It's now deleted off my Facebook because cancel culture um and we took a photo and we put our we took our hands to the corners of our eyes and we pulled them and the caption was asian persuasion were we old enough to understand that that was wrong i won't speak for her but i'll speak for me a hundred percent did i care about who it could hurt who it could offend um, and the repercussions of it? No. Was it that I literally just, it was like F you? No, it was just that maybe mentally I wasn't mature enough to understand that there could be repercussions for that and that it could actually hurt someone's feelings. Did I, did I know that it probably wasn't the best thing to do? Deep down, I definitely could say that I probably knew that. Again, I was no more than 15 or 16. Young, we do stupid things, it happens. And that's my point here. It's like, we can't pretend like when you're young, you're stupid. We're not dumb. We do know better, we just don't care. I think that's the difference. It's not about, oh, she was in college, she didn't know better. Yes, you did, you knew better. But when we are that age, we think we're invincible. We think we can do whatever we want. We think it doesn't matter and it does. Maybe you don't mean to offend someone. Maybe you don't mean to hurt their feelings, but you did. 
and you don't get to get grace. Like if if someone found that photo now and called me out on something, I don't deserve grace. I deserve whatever I get and I have to own it and I have to take what I did and apologize and hope that people forgive me. And if they don't, that's their choice. They don't have to forgive me. That's another thing. Just because someone apologizes doesn't take away what you did. I mean, doesn't take away what that person did. If I say that I'm sorry and if I offended you, but you don't accept that apology, that's okay. Because it's not up to me to tell you what you can do with your feelings and how I affected you. Your feelings, my my top thing that I've always said are your feelings are your feelings. And that's what everyone needs to realize in this situation, especially Bachelor Nation. People's feelings are their feelings. You cannot discount it. If you don't care about certain things and certain things don't bother you, good for you. I'm glad you walk through life and nothing bothers you and nothing offends you. Do you know what that probably means? That means that you're top tier and that you're privileged if nothing offends you and nothing hurts your feelings. I wish that was me. But does that also mean that someone like me who can be offended can't offend somebody? No, I can definitely offend people by things that I say and things that I do. I probably do on this podcast all the time. So I just think, like I said earlier, Bachelor Nation needs to regroup, even their stars. Like everyone, you know, delete your stuff. We've all said and done really stupid shit. And as soon as you get famous, like I'm, if I ever, if I get the call to get on a reality show, if I get the call one day that this podcast is going to blow up, I'm deleting my Twitter and disabling my Facebook. Because I know that I've most likely said crazy things. I don't even remember what I said on the podcast. Like the last reality recap where I said, how you doing like Wendy Williams? I didn't remember that. I didn't remember saying that until I listened to it. But sometimes I black out when I talk. So I'm pretty sure I've offended people. It happens. Um, so that's it for the Bachelor Nation talk. Um, I need to take a sip of water. It's too much for me. Um, they have a lot going on. Um, I think it's time to pause. Just pause, Bachelor, Bachelor franchise. I, I, that's coming from me. I think that's the best for all of you to do. Um, yeah. Excited for the finale, though. We already know who he's going to pick, so it is what it is. Rachel Kukano. Sorry for the water in the mic, but I am parched. Okay, let's move on. Jason Kennedy. If you don't know who Jason Kennedy is, you're not a new news watcher. So Jason is out of E! after more than 15 years. If you don't think you know who Jason Kennedy is, he's the guy that actually... That looked like um, Ryan Seacrest's stunt double. So page six exclusively reveals that he will be, that Jason will be departing from E, that he has decided to leave the network. He says, I've had the time of my life at E. Most recently, I love being the host of In the Room, but COVID made it possible to capture interviews with celebrities in a more personal setting. So I've decided to, I have decided to pursue a a new opportunities. I think he means new opportunities. I'm leaving with a grateful and full heart thinking about my experience and the lifelong friendships I've made along the way at E. I have a slate of exciting projects that I've been working on and I can't wait to share with you soon. Kennedy's departure comes after the E. 
after the network canceled its signature e-news nightly program, as well as in the room over the summer. NBC has dealt with um, some financial woes since the start of the pandemic. Um, that was exclusive from page six. The network has also canceled the short-lived pop of the morning. I mean, we knew they had Victor Cruz on there. Since when is Victor Cruz pop culture? Like a pop culture interviewer. E airs daily nightly pop and daily pop. Um, because Morgan Stewart is queen. And I mean, I think the cast of daily pop and nightly pop are gold. Carissa, Justin, and Morgan have great chemistry. And then on Nightly Pop, Morgan and um, Nina Parker. Oh, what's the other guy's name? And Hunter. They're, now, I love Daily Pop, but Nightly Pop, that chemistry of those three, that is what show business is about. That's what, that's the kind of show I want to be on. It reminds me of Fashion Police, when Fashion, Pe Fashion Police was at its peak with Joan, Juliana, um, George, I don't know his last name, so I'm not going to botch it. And Kelly um, Osborne was annoying, but, you know, everybody needs their Meghan McCain on the show. When they were at their height, th that's what it was. That is the peak to try to be in um, a nighttime talk show. That's not like, you know, on your own when you're a group of people. You get what I mean? No, neither do I. It's late. It's, what time is it? It's almost eight o'clock. Yeah, let's wrap this up. So Justin's leaving E. What all I have to say to that is E, you can call me. I will do whatever. I will be on standby. If you want me to be there when Morgan wakes up and doesn't feel well and has to feed baby Row, I will be available. If you need me to fill in for Nina because she has a love and hip hop reunion, I will be there. Um, if you need me because Justin decides that Kyle Richards needs a buddy for her ski trip, I will be there. I mean, everything's virtual anyway. I could get up early. I got up at 5.30 the other morning to record. I know how to be on time and to make things happen. Over. Okay. What else happened this week? Um, I have one thing that I do want to talk about, but I'm going to hold it really quickly. But I just want to, I'm not going to really like dive into these next few things. I'm just going to name some things that happened this week that I just can't. So Lady Gaga, um, her dogs were shot at. I, this story is very confusing and I don't need, I'm not even pulling it up because it makes my head hurt. This is all I have to say about it. Lady Gaga's dog walker slash assistant was shot um, and he was in the hospital in critical condition. But then also her dogs were kidnapped, but then brought back. They were found. What I didn't like about this whole thing was that it was more about Lady Gaga's dogs than the dog walker slash assistant. And that's what's wrong with the world today. I don't give a damn about her dogs. Like, yes, I have a dog and I understand that's really sad. But like, that's like if Robbie was outside with Fendi and a car ran over both of them. And I was more upset about Fendi than Robbie. He's a human. Like, I, I listen, dogs, dogs fall backward is God. I get it. But like, no, the news was like barely talking about this young man. It was as if like he's dead. We don't care. We got to find the dogs. He's in critical condition. He's not going to make it. Let's worry about the dogs. Find the dogs. Put out the search. Are we kidding? Let's do better. Please. Please. I just, 
I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. It's just too much. I don't understand how people's like minds work. Like you could have still used Lady Gaga's name in the um what's it called? In the headline. It could have been like Lady Gaga's dog walker shot and now in critical condition. Like it wasn't that bad. Like you didn't have to throw like end dogs. But it was like Lady Gaga's dogs have been kidnapped. And then at the end of the article it was like, oh yeah, and her and her assistant was shot. Who cares? Ridiculous. Um, so apparently Andrew Cuomo, I hate to talk, I don't want to talk about this because I don't have enough information and I don't want to sound ignorant, but like Andrew Cuomo, like I'm very upset with you. I'm very upset. I'm, I'm disgusted. I'm confused. Um, I really thought highly of you. I thought you were better, but you're not. We might discuss this next week. I'm going to have to do more research. I just saw it as the headline. I'm just scrolling through Google News real quick. Also, there's another headline about Stassi Schroeder and Teddy Mellencamp's baby girls having a sweet play date. Why are they friends? But also, cute. Right? Also, Chriselle Stoss, um, the Selling Sunset star, she's, she's a mess, huh? With her split gets messy. With this Keo Mostep, I don't know these these people's names. Like Jasmine Austin is an easy name. Why can't these people have easy freaking names? It's not that hard. But anyway, I guess she called him out for. I think she thinks he was used. Actually, let's just click on this one real quick because it says gets messy. Why does it get messy? Uh, this is on thehollywoodgossip.com. Oh, you just scared me. Hi, I'm recording. Cool. Robbie just walked in. And you're going to walk in again. It says, late last year, Kishore Stouse and I don't know how to say his name. Kia Mostep started banging the former. That's a weird word. They met on Dancing with the Stars and now it's over. The low-key drama. They went official in December. Oh, he met her family at Christmas. I'm just scrolling through. I'm really confused. I don't get what the issue is. Why is this messy? Okay, so a source claimed that they are still friendly and cordial. It wasn't a messy breakup. It just wasn't the right fit. I guess this was a source from him. Just hours later, she came out. Oh, I also think he used, he said he's had a hard time with his mom's passing. He really wanted his relationship with Chriselle to last. And then she came out guns a-blazing like, okay, I truly wanted to keep this drama free, but playing the victim and bringing your mom into it is a step too far for me. Taking the high road is overrated sometimes. I was 100% in it as well. Until revelations told, told to me recently have made me question if you could even order a coffee without lying. She also posted a link to a podcast, Liar, Liar, How to Break Free from Habitual Lying. Ugh, I said this on the Instagram story. Chriselle, sweetie, sometimes everything doesn't need to be posted, but also maybe you're the problem. Look into that. Um, that's really it that I could talk about quickly. 
I'm not talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta and Bolo. I'm just not doing it. Not today. I can't. Oh, one last thing. This Amelia Hamlin, um, Lisa Renner's daughter and Scott Disick's relationship, I'm un I'm uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable when he was dating Sophia Ritchie. I'm really uncomfortable now. Okay. That was it for the quick, quick news from the headlines. Let's wrap up with the Golden Globes where Sunday I did not watch because award shows just have not been my thing. Um, and especially during the pandemic, you know, usually I love to watch the red carpet. There was, I, I didn't like the version that we got, you know, if we're not getting the interviews and we're not seeing the head to toe dress, it's just not the same, you know, with Corona. I appreciate that everyone has to do what they have to do and everybody has a job and stylists need to get paid, but it just wasn't for me. Um, but I would like to say that the Golden Globes ratings, um, fell to an all time low for NBC. That, I, I think people were really excited because, you know, it was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler again, but they use, they had like 60 million a year for the Golden Globes. I think it was a waste. I really feel like it was a, ra a, a, a waste. I mean, I, just from what I saw, like... Tina Fey and Amy Poehler weren't even in the same room together. Like they were, they were filming from two different studios. Why? Like, are they both working on that really such huge projects that they couldn't get Corona tested, um, and like be in a room together? I don't know. I just feel like award shows have kind of been failing even before Corona, and I feel like. Corona is just showing how much people don't care. I'm sorry, I'm parched again. I'm talking too much. People really just don't care. I, and I am such a big award show person. So if I'm not watching it, that says a lot. It says, Deadline.com says, that's a, it was an all-time low in the demo for the Hollywood Foreign Press Association hosted show and near low in viewership. Only the 2008 show which was a press conference due to the writer strike, did worse. So they haven't been this low since 2008. Do you realize how bad this is? It's been the least watched Globes for NBC ever, um, which was 3.6 million that tuned in back in 1995. It's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, semi-adjusted fast nationals revealed that the bi-coastal show hosted by Tina Fey and Polar took a hit from last year. And we don't just mean the worthy whack the Hollywood Foreign Press has been making for some Hollywood heaviest hitters over the 87-member group's lack of black members. I mean, don't even get me started on that. Yikes. I don't know. It's just, I don't know what could, what can be done differently for award shows. Um, but I think they need to do the same thing The Bachelor should do and just take a minute and step back and regroup and hire, hire new people. Because I'm just sick of seeing the same people win every year. Like, okay, yes, I watched The Crown. It's a great show. But I'm going to be honest, like, they don't need to keep winning. It was like when Game of Thrones kept winning. I never watched Game of Thrones, though. So I guess I can't speak to that. But like I watched The Crown and I feel like The Crown wins a lot. Marvelous Miss Maisel was 
not nominated for anything, I don't think. I don't like that. Huh. I wonder why that was. You know what? I feel like they don't nominate good shows. Like, Shameless. Why has Shameless never been nominated? Shameless should win something. I'm sick of seeing Nicole Kidman. I've seen, I'm sick of seeing Je Jennifer Aniston. Like, it's the same women every time. And I'm and men. I'm just over it. We need to move on. We need to do better. Even, like, it's always Viola Davis. It's always Regina. Is it King? There's so many of them. Yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Regina King. And I love Viola Davis. But, like... Those have been the women taking home. Like, we need new people. And it's about to be, and Zendaya's going to be next. Like, it's only going to be Zendaya for the next few years. How, like, it was only Jennifer Lawrence. And and it was only Elizabeth Moss. Like, I'm over the same people, even though I love my baby Z. I love Zendaya. She can do no wrong. But I need, I need new girls. I need new people. I can't look at the same people all the time. It's exhausting. And you know what else? I'm exhausted. So we're going to wrap this up. This week was a mess. Um, I'm sorry about the Bachelor rant. I really think I'm going to take a Bachelor detox. I'm, I'm kidding. We might. We might not. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen this week? But as of now, I'm going to say that we're not going to talk about the Bachelor anymore. I'm, I can feel the lie. Like it's I know that I'm lying. Let's cut. That. That's stupid. I'm not going to say that. But I don't want to talk about it. It's just that it's all over the place. So what can I do? But that wraps it up for this episode of Janolaism. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I didn't rant too much. I feel like I was. I really apologize. I love you guys. Until next time. And that wraps it up for this episode of Janolaism. You know where to find us at Janolaism on Instagram. And please share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, oh, you're a droid user, sorry. But you can also listen on Spotify and, of course, Anchor.